What are you telling me? What's happening, brother? What are you saying? Who's Mongolian? Me. <laughs> <laughs> bro, look at your eyes, bro. Yeah, I think My guy just literally just walked in and just got high. Wait, no, 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 no. I've always had it. I've always had it. Come on. What yeah, are you guys trying to tell the people now? Bro, fam, I'm just saying, bro. You literally just walked in and just... You get what I'm saying? Okay, so tell me what you're saying. Hiree, exactly. bruv. You, you just go hiree quick, no, fam. Not hiree. That's, that's the flex. That's the Mimishka Gaga flex. The Mimishka Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my eyes are looking like this. Come on. You can nah, bro, nah, nah, bro. Oh my nah, God. bro. Fam, fam, you literally just walked. I was looking at you, fam. All of a sudden, you just started like, yeah, bro, what's going <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I was thinking, my mind's high. You're ready, fam. No, nah, come on, come on, man. We've got, we've got a guest, man. Come on. It's too late now, man. It's too late now, What's going on, Francis, well, bro? Good, What's man. happening? I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Bro, bro. listen, yeah, bro. Welcome, welcome. Definitely. Listen, fam. It's, listen, it's, it's been a long time, fam. Yeah, for real. I know. I, I, I ducked away for a bit and it disappeared for a hot second. But I'm here now, man. It's all good. Yeah, dealer. How was Ghana, though? Ghana was good. Oh, yeah. Aquaba. Yeah, Aquaba. 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 Everyone's turning to an honorary Ghanaian right now. Everyone's turning to an honorary Ghanaian right now. They need to know. They need to know you're Ghanaian. Yeah, they just need to know. You know what? This my guy over here, he's always flexing with the whole Ghanaian thing, bro. He's always flexing. Yo, yo, like, bro, you know that Ghana is better than Nigeria right now, bro. Ghanaian's a mad patriotic in it. Wherever we are, we have to make sure, like, our stamp is getting Oh, you, you guys are nerfing yeah. but I think it comes from like clearly your your um president is he's doing well bro he's killing yeah, it yeah definitely I think one, one of the things that I can say he's done for Ghana is that he's completely changed the branding and the marketing for Ghana he's definitely highlighted as a place mm. in Africa where everybody's welcome yeah. and there's opportunity and there's you know there's things to do for everybody so it's become like a holiday destination for Africa now whereas before yeah, exactly. it's like Gambia yeah. Kenya yeah. now people are like yo I'm going Ghana yeah. do you know what I mean so South Ghana's Africa, completely changed man. yeah from like the last four years yeah. every December for him, yeah. I was thinking what's going on yeah and it's not even just December. People just go. There. People are just yeah. going yeah. right now, bro. Yeah. I think started with the year of return as well. Yep. That was a big yep. one. Yep. We mm-hmm. hosted a lot of events with Afrochella and um, what's the other African um, event that we had over there? They even had a um, flipping. What's that one? They, the one they they did in Portugal. Portugal. Um, 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 um. um oh shit. Um, I'm not the one you're talking Afro-Nation. about. Afro Nation. Yeah, That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think having that, they played a big impact that in how Ghana's perceived. Yeah, no, that did. Because Afro Nation is big, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. Bro, that's good, man. Because. That's the problem we have in Nigeria as well, bro. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the resources are there, the money's there and everything. Because me, listen, I know that politicians are always going to politician. You get what I mean? Mm. Meaning, you get what I'm saying? The brown envelopes and whatnot. Mm. But the thing is, we just saying, yo, do the work, innit? Yeah. You get what I mean? You know what? You guys well, just Ghana, you need to make it? people feel yeah. welcome into your country. First of all, you need to reduce the crime the crime levels in yeah. your country. But there's crime that's, everywhere. I don't think that's not, the problem, though. It, it is. People are scared to go there because they feel that's the, that's what they think about when they think about Nigeria. Mm. Being defrauded, crime, kidnapping, you know, kidnapping so forth, all yeah. of them things. That's, yeah. that's the first thing people think about when they think about visiting Nigeria. But in Ghana, you don't really get these things these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It that it's not happening? Or is it, it is happening, but on, it's happening, but I don't think on that scale. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting thing one of my friends said. He's like, so whenever I'm in Ghana, he always flies out from Nigeria or wherever he is straight to Ghana. Mm. And he said when he's in Nigeria, he feels like he has to roll with security. 
all the time. He doesn't feel safe rolling around at night. I don't know. I don't know the crime statistics in Nigeria, or whatever. But he says when he's in Ghana, he feels more free. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't feel as threatened as he does in Nigeria. So maybe that plays a part. Maybe it's a negative connotation that people are put on Nigeria, but yeah. it is something that a Nigerian who actually actively lives in Nigeria is yeah. saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I see but, but, but also, I think you, you know the thing about Nigeria is right. Anything that happens mm. is so loud. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Change. Every little thing that happens with Nigeria is so loud. So with the whole crime rate and um, the whole 419 and whatnot, right? When it happens, like for example, Hush Puppy, bro. <laughs> the thing was on CNN, fam. Yeah. You get what, what I'm saying? FBI involved. Yeah, yeah. FBI got involved. In shit. You get what I'm saying? So everything that happens with Nigeria is so loud. Yeah. Sometimes it's our fault, you know, but then also it's because Nigeria is massive. Mm. That's what happens. But I think the main issue that we're having are just the politicians, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, cool. I mean, politicians are always going to do their thing. Mm. But you just got to do some work. Yeah. Because some of these guys are billionaires. I'm talking about in dollars, bro. Yeah. Not Most even in Naira, bro. Most of them. Like, if mm. you get to a top position, you're, I mean, you must have stolen a lot. <laughs> the thing about Nigeria, even local action. governors are like, re, like they really revered as like high yeah. individuals with loads of money. Yeah, rich, and the bro. kids go to the best schools, and uh, they did say something interesting that during like the whole COVID and pandemic, the only Africans that were actually flying out of Africa were the Nigerian governors in yeah, private yeah, jets, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, going for healthcare everywhere yeah. else when yeah. they left their people to it. So you know, it kind of shows you the dynamics. He's he's boy in it. He's boy the president of Wait, Nigeria. Where's <laughs> <he's boy, laughs> where where the moment? I'm hearing you. He's, oh, he's, so he's, he's my, you're agreeing that he's my boy. No, nah, no, nah, he's your guy, isn't he? You always say he's your guy. What's the link? No, no, no. He always, no, he loves him, bro. The he's opposite of it. More like the opposite, bro. What do you mean? Come on. My man, though, my man came all the way to London for like his medical checkup and to relax and all that, fam. You get me like, stop like that, right? Are you trying to say that the doctors in Nigeria and the medical system in Nigeria is not like... Well, if the good for you or something, if bro. If the presidents you and the governors are not willing to use them, then that kind of is a bit that's, of an that's, indicator as that's well. That's the problem. But it's not just Nigeria. It's not just Nigeria. It's not just Nigeria. It's not just Nigeria. Yeah, it's not just Nigeria. It's not just Nigeria. But that's the thing, though, because the African presidents and the politicians know that, right? They have to invest into this medical system, you know, because it's not a good look. You traveling to another country to do your medical checkup. Because we saw, like, for for example, the prime minister here, he got COVID. He didn't go to bloody US mm. to do his checkup. He came to London and did his thing, you know? And that's just the problem that we have in, in Africa. Because Africa has a lot of potential, bro. Mm. Because think about it, look at Dubai, Saudi Arabia and everything. Them places, there's nothing that they got there that we cannot build in Africa in it. You get what I'm saying? But, but shit, that, that's just the problem we have. It's heavily resource rich. Like um, I was recently watching a documentary about um, Congo and um, they were talking about, you know, the coltane mining, mm. for, like our mobile phones and everything else. And there's this guy there who owns like um, one of the biggest mines out there. And the only reason why he owns this mine is because during the civil war, he was a rebel leader. So that was the land that he claimed during the war. Yeah. So it was like stolen land that he claimed. Mm. But unfortunately for him, he ended up in like being like a multi-billion 
dollar worth like God. land because yeah. that's where all the co-tail was and yeah. stuff so he's got all of these deals with all the various companies in the western world and um, he earns about like two million a day or something just mm. mining but the crazy thing is they showed his office in this in this documentary and his office you know everybody knows uncompleted buildings in africa yeah. this is like a quarter completed building <laughs> in africa yeah barely laid foundation and this is a company that's making about two mil so that just shows you the mind state that you know i'm willing to Earn the money, but I'm not willing to invest it where I sleep and, and where I lay my head. Is. And that to me is. is where the issue lies. Because if people are not willing to do it on a fundamental level, then how are they going to do it on a corporate level exactly. to expand the, you know, the whole country as a whole? It's just exactly, you know, it's the mindset change that's exactly. required. Because well. the money's there, man. The money's there. The, the resources are there. You know, the people are ready to work. It's just, all right, cool. Bring out the money. Mm. And that's where the problem is. You know, because for example, you see in Nigeria, we've, we've got oil, but then we have these different companies, these international companies coming from abroad, come to Nigeria. So they bring out the oil, send it abroad, refine it, and then they sell it to Nigeria. That doesn't even make sense. That's like cocoa in Ghana. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you bring it out, it's yours. So why can't you have the re refineries in Nigeria working, get the people in there and do it and sell it to them? But they would like, get it out, send it abroad, refine it over there, then they sell it to Nigeria. You get what I'm saying? But the thing is, the politicians always have in mind that the oil will never run out. It's always going to be there. And it's been there. Yeah, I think they're mostly thinking about their pockets. Mostly. They're just thinking about the pockets in there. Back end fees that you have to pay. You know what I mean? They're all lo lo lobbying for this, lobbying for that. That's all it is. You it know. happens here, but it's not on that stage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Border corruption kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Down there is corruption. More, I mean, yeah, it's you're mad. free to, you'd rather sell it to the white guy, collect some check, and then he'll sell it by you, collect some more check yeah. than <laughs> building that refinery. Yeah. They always think about the present, not the future. Yeah. They always want to That's make money is. and then keep moving. No, but hey. That one, not 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 deep deep rooted thing. Deep rooted problem. Deep rooted problem. But then also, I've got to give it up to Ghana, man. You guys did did the whole thing with the um Twitter guy, innit? Oh yeah, yeah. So big up um, Ghana still. Big up yeah, Ghana. Big up Ghana. Big up Ghana. That's a big move. That's a big move. Yeah, yeah, the Twitter headquarters of Africa is now yeah. um, officially being um, stationed in Ghana. So yeah, that's a massive. And we didn't have to work for it. It just came to us. You get me? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Everything just comes to everything just comes together nice and it's happening for Ghana. Nah, nah, it's happening for Ghana, bro. I mean, which is good. Yeah, because like you said, Nigeria is bigger than Ghana in terms of you know on every level, but Come on. But bro, we did that with with we did that with MTM back in the day, bro. MTM. You got know what I'm saying? <laughs> we did that with MTM back in the day. You don't know that, bro. We don't already, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? We don't already, bro. Where's MTM? Bro, they had to move massive. It was massive. They had to move their headquarters from from South Africa, so in it, all all the way down to Lagos, bro. How much did that bring in at the time? Bro, that was bringing money, fam. They were rinsing at the time, cause. I don't know and the, you know, the, the um, state of MTN was now. Crazy. It, 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 it was, was mad back in the day. Because if, it, I think it was something that came out there. If you compare it to what they were charging in South Africa, it was massive. That was the reason why they moved the headquarters yeah. to Nigeria. You know, them times MTN was like one of the or one of the first companies to bring telecommunications yeah. into mm -hmm. Africa properly. Yeah. That's yeah. why they made it so big. Yeah. Them the, times was just MTN and Glow. 
Glow? It's a lot. Well, glow is still about. Yeah. Glow is still about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, still about. it's dead now, but it's still about. When <laughs> <laughs> no, I arrive in Ghana, that's not the first thing I'm getting. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Vodafone or MTN. Vodafone or MTN. I don't even think about Glow, man. Bro, like, I remember back in the day, MTN was massive, bro. If you got MTN, shit. MTN yeah. is still, 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 Back during winter, oh, came man. back to this country. That would be worse. That's how I felt when I came back. You know, I had, I had one of the most interesting conversations in Ghana, and that kind of like epitomizes everything about how I feel about Africa. So I met this American dude yeah. out there, and um, we're just talking, like we're just talking during the transport or whatever. And he was like, "Bro, he was like big man," and he was almost like in tears. He was like, "Look, this is his first time in Africa, and when he when he comes to Ghana and he's walking around on the streets here, yeah, this is the first time for him that he doesn't feel like a black man. Mm-hmm. Like he goes, he goes, he forgets about." his color and for him living in America his whole life for the 35, 36 years that he's lived in America every second of every day he's walking around with that burden of thinking oh I'm a black man how am I supposed to act in this environment yeah. how am I supposed to move how are people watching me how, am I, how is my demeanor are people judging me based on my demeanor but when he was in Ghana he was like bro I don't like she was calm yeah he goes I just feel like another human being here man he goes this is life this is how it's supposed to be and me when I'm in Ghana sometimes I like these robes you know these long like Muslims I'm not yeah. Muslim but you yeah, know, I love yeah, wearing yeah, them they're comfortable yeah, I just yeah, roll yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was wearing a similar one he was like bro if I walked around with this in my country they might just think I'm coming to do something like that but they might get shot down but here he's comfortable he's doing his bike kebab on the street he's free do you know what I mean you're in your homeland yeah but but, but you know what that's the way Africa is but we are very welcoming Mm. we are very welcoming it's crazy Mm. bro them Chinese people in Nigeria them them Europeans and everything they are living good Mm. I'm talking about they, they go to the the um side road um the the roadside restaurants and everything they they mixing up with the ro- um the, the um guys on the street the locals and everything they are living good over there because we are very welcoming but then obviously you know just like we we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago I said I don't have a problem with internationals coming to Ghana right but the thing is they need to invest in the country as well because you know it is when you, when you come over here. You have to do your five years probation, bruv. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah bro, that's a probation, fam. Before you get your papers, even. Yeah, right? bro. Mm. Before you get your papers. And mm. if you fuck up, you're going back in it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so, but if you got money, you can just come here and be like, listen, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to invest this into the economy or wherever. Mm. Boom, you get your papers in it. You know? So I think that's what pe- they need to do in Africa. Yeah. Because there are so many Chinese people, white people, and they are mm-hmm. they are rinsing it down there, yeah. bro. I've got a bit of an issue with that. Not, I'm not like a hardcore nationalist, but I've got an issue with the colonization of Africa because I think our governments are a bit weak when it comes to legislation of foreigners. Mm. Like, for instance, you can't go to China and set up a corporation without having a Chinese partner. 
but, some percentage. Yeah, level. yeah. Whereas you can go Africa as a Chinese person, as and a whatever do whatever person, and do whatever you want because money talks. We'll just turn a blind eye, boom, you've taken over. Do you see what I mean? And yeah. it's not about being nationalist or whatever, but it's about having processes to protect your own. That's what Because at the end of the day, human beings, we're, we're all about preservation yeah. and preservation of our own. So it's not about having hardcore nationalist laws, but have some level of legislation that you stick by. Like, okay, if you're going to come and set up a big corporation, being two billion pound in as an investor from China, at least 30% of your business partners have to be going in. Yeah, yeah. The Both. bare minimum, have a bare minimum. Because yeah, yeah. that has a trickling down effect. Yeah. You're, you're improving the life of that businessman, his family, his, his extended his family. His local and, and order, yeah. That's how economics works, it's a trickling effect. Yeah. But when you have no sort of barriers in place, you can just come, come in and buy you out, you're gone. Yeah. You see what I mean? And I saw some of that when I went to Ghana. So at the moment in Ghana, in Kumasi, where I'm from, they're building a international airport. So that means that you can fly directly to Kumasi from wherever internationally. So when you travel, when you drive through Kumasi now from the airport, they bought out a lot of shops that were previously there. There was like a big um, fitters, which is like um, um, car warehouses and car repair shops and stuff. Yeah. Like it was a long road full of them. They bought them all out and they barricaded it all off. Do you see what I mean? But now the people that are going to own that piece of land and build on it and develop it or do whatever they're going to do on it, none of them are going in. Apparently it's a Portuguese company. So to me, the government has to do more in terms of like legislation to protect their people, man. That's that's where I have an issue with like yeah. outside investment. Because, because the reason why I feel that way is I see what's happening with countries like Thailand. Right, you see all the internationals and everything. They go to Thailand. They have a great time down there. They live like kings. Mm-hmm. Some of them even have houses down there. You get what I'm saying? Like I've got a couple of friends, fam. They went to the Philippines. They bought a massive house for twenty thousand pounds. You get what I'm saying? They bought a massive house down there, like proper house with a pool, everything, fam. You get what I'm saying? But then the locals are suffering. You get what I'm saying? But that was because, yes, yes, their tourism, whatever, is kind of good, but I don't think they've done a good work when it comes to legislating um people that are coming in there to obviously live there or whatever. You get what I'm saying? So I think Africa needs to do that yeah. because obviously in the next four or five years, I think a lot of international people are going to move down to Africa and whatnot. You got me? So my point is they need to invest into the economy. They need to invest into the locals. They need to make sure that locals are good and employ them into your businesses. You got me? Make them your your supervisors, your your managers and everything. Because if you go to Dubai, no matter your qualification, bro, if you go there to work, your boss is going to be an Arab man. Yeah. Your, your boss is going to be an Arab person. <laughs> but then again, they've modeled their thing. I don't think... But that's where it is, though. No, because, yeah, I think that's where we're getting, like like what you said, being national. There's, I think there's that limit where it's not too nationalist kind of agenda. Yeah. But, you know, meeting at that mm. point where it's okay. Because you might do that and they say, okay, we'll pack up and go then. Yeah, but... It, you know, you risk that, don't, don't you? But, yeah, but, but the thing is... In a place like... Yeah, but the thing is, they the can't Ghana do that. No, but, say Ghana now. Yeah. Is the demand, the thing, but the thing is, they can't demand, do that yeah. because they know how much they're gonna be losing. Yeah. They know how much mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, no one is gonna put a value on your thing except you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true that, true that. You know what's happening yeah. between um, um, Africa in general and China at the moment? Mm-hmm. So China is trying to make Africa its new China. 
So do you see how the West used to like almost pimp China? Like all of our productions was made in China. They were doing everything in their factories. But now the thing is China's economy has boomed so much that those people that are the working class now have now become the middle class. So they mm. won't do that little job yeah. for you anymore in the factories. And they will demand higher pay as well. Mm. They, they've got, they, they're setting up unions. They've, mo- they've moved up. They've transitioned in terms of like class elevation. Yeah. So now those people, not, they don't have enough people to do the work the that they used to do jobs. to supply yeah. the West before. So China's trying to find its own China. Now they're trying to find a place where labor is cheap for yeah. them to produce products. They're trying to find a place that can make the stuff that they used to make for others to make for them. You see what yeah, I mean? So yeah, it's like yeah. a natural progression, and Africa is now becoming that place. Oh, yeah, because labor is still cheap. Nah, that so is a, that's, a nice, yeah. that's what's going on, mm. yeah. bro. That's that's I'm not, I mean, I'm not really seeing it like that, you know. Nah, 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 bro, but, but that's ain't happening though. That's the reason why you see a lot of Chinese people in Africa now. No, I see, I see they have like construction companies, but I don't see them restaurants, everything, the factory. And oh, yeah, the, the manufacturing is a big, big one now. Yeah, in Nigeria, I'm thinking Nigeria. Do we have any manufacturing places that are all owned by Chinese people? I, I don't You'll know. You'll see it soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it. Yeah, 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 probably yeah, don't yeah. see it, but it's there. Even I mean, Ghana. When mining was a big thing in Ghana, most of the mining yep. companies were owned by Chinese. Yep. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Africa's mad, Apart from all the politics, no, think, no, no, that's, 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 that's what I'm it's late. Like, it's lit. Apart from obviously thinking about the business side, like you enjoy yourself a lot in Africa. But but if you got. Two hundred thousand pounds or five hundred thousand pounds. Are you gonna move to Africa? Hundred percent. I'm moving down there. Tomorrow. If you give me one fifty today, I'll, I'm gone. Even I, was, I was gonna say five hundred. No, you see when I'm bringing my kids over for school. You say that easy. Nah, you sure? Is it? Is that easy? Oh, is that easy? No, 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 no. I got uncles like, that whose kids are studying abroad here. set up. You can easily set yourself up with that money in Africa than you can set up properly here. Million percent. Trust me. What's hundred thousand pounds in the UK? Yeah, it's, think it's, about it. Yeah, apartment, yeah, yeah. it's like what 200, 250. Imagine, so you're gonna be mad. Like, you know, I'm not talking about you're getting what, like 5k a month. You can make good, you can triple that money mm. in, in a year if you play your cards right. Easy, you know, the reason why I asked, right? I know this guy, I think I told it, um, told, told you about this guy. Um, he used to leave here. This was like early 2000, late 90s now. You got me? He, he just moved to Nigeria, you know, and he set up this entertainment business in Nigeria and whatnot. And my man just rinsed it, bro. He rinsed it. Like he was doing the whole like promotion thing, um, artist promotion, modeling and everything. And he made a lot of money in Nigeria, man. And, and he's been trying to do it over here. He couldn't. He's been trying to do it over here. He couldn't. Fam, he lives in Nigeria now. He only comes here for like his, his um mm. medical checkups and whatnot. Yeah. He got I me mean, maybe summer. He comes around, does his thing. He, he goes back, bro. Yeah. Same. I know one guy that took out a loan, 50K loan, about 12 years ago. And, and bounced. And then bounced. <laughs> now he's got, he's got a whole, he's got, like you were saying before, he's got hostels in yeah. Ghana. He's got like apartments where he rents them out. He's 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 sorted for life. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. Fifty k, a fifty k loan that he took back home, but that was time ago. That, that was a long time ago. He's, yeah, he's, sort, he's set himself up now. He's good. Now, like the thing about Africa, Africa has a lot of potential, man. Mm. No, but I don't think it's like it ha- Yeah, it has a lot of potential, bro. If you mm. can take the risk, 
Yeah, it's a big for some people. Yeah. It is, and be smart about yeah. it as well. And I think that Africa's team. changed a lot now. Even like you know, when I was thinking about the name of your podcast, Fresh Off the Boat. Like, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, like I was born in Ghana as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I left yeah. Ghana when I was like five years old. Yeah. And it's like back in the day when you just arrived and you're fresh off the boat, it's like an insult. Yeah. Now yeah, like, everybody yeah. wants to be from the motherland. Bo- like you know, what I mean? <laughs> that's why I'm from Peter everything. I got people that were born here and stuff that are trying to tell me about how to be more African. I'm like, bro, you really know? I speak the language fluently. I hold a passport. Yeah. I go. Yeah. Don't tell me about back in the day you were calling me names yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I had yeah. to sometimes even maybe pretend I'm Jamo or something. Yeah, like, yeah, and now yeah. you're telling me about, you know, <laughs> wanting, to, like, wanting to be from the motherland. It's, yeah. it's funny how it's gone 360. No, but nah, it's very it's funny though. It's very funny. funny. Good that you mentioned that. It's mad. Because people mad, used to it? be moving like, oh, I'd be Jamo, Jamo. But yeah. you didn't want to say. Well, my fake name used to be Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it was Darren. When he was asking, what's your name? I wouldn't say Francis Apiaji or whatever. My name is Darren. Or Damien, you know what I mean? These were the, were the Caribbean guys. Were cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody but had a fake name, though. Everybody had a fake name. Everybody had a fake yeah, name, yeah, obviously. Kojo, what was a fake name? I didn't have one. I remember like, Kojo has always been like yeah. a known name. Like Kojo, oh yeah, Kojo. Like Kojo Sign, Kojo Sign. Yeah, yeah, Kels, what was your fake name? It's not Kojo, you know, it's Kojo. It's Kojo. It's Kojo. It's Kojo. It's yeah, Kojo. yeah, yeah. But when I cost me to ask to Kojo. It's like Shane. Oh, bro, it's Toby, bro. It's not Toby. Don't mention that full name. This guy's name. There's like guys, in, guys in my school that were called Sean. They were called Sean now. 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 Sean Short actually, like, yeah, 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 short, short, short. But I'm like, everybody in, in the house, are they? Yeah. Everybody short, like, oh, where did Sean come from? Bro, bro, I don't even know where Sean came from. <laughs> like no, 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 you know where Sean came from? Jay Z, okay, oh, Sean Carter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love Jay Z and everything, so so I just came, I was just thinking, fuck, you know, so everyone was like, What's your name? I say, Sean. <laughs> But then now mm. things have gone like yeah. oh my god. Oh, Everybody wanna talk to about Africa. the motherland now. Everybody yeah. like and some of these people have not even been yet. Mm. They've never gone, gone to Africa before. Everyone is dying. But to go but bro, days. they they wanna lecture you about Africa now. Yeah. I think a lot of it has like had to do with like culture and particularly music. Yeah, that's what I, I was gonna music, say. Music has music really has played a big yeah, part. Because culture plays a big part in terms of like how society views people and views, yeah, views yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like how people view black people, how you view Asians, it's all culture. And how mm. do you view African as down to the culture? Because everybody's enjoying our culture. 100%. You know what I mean? It's kind of come around in terms of like the music, the the dancing and everything else. So, yeah, it's mad. You know I mean, it's, it's, it's a good time to be from... From, from the motherland, bro. You know what I mean? And as we were talking about the motherland, listen guys, shout out to the viewers. Big up yeah. the viewers and everything. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, go on YouTube. Subscribe Fresh of the Boat Podcast or FOTB Network. Go there. Um, like, share it, 
Tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe or check us out on, on IG, Fresh of the Boat Pod. Francis, let's go about your podcast, bro. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Francis, host of um, Let's Do Humans podcast. It's like an informative and educational podcast. Um, the, ma- the main concept behind it is just for me to learn from others. So I try and source out and look for like interesting, intriguing people with like, yeah. deep stories. Because I feel like most human beings, we all got stories. If I sit down with you now, with you, with you, with anybody, and like we really, really talk on an open level and like, you know, you feel my vibe, I feel your vibe. There's stuff you're going to tell me that I'm going to be like, wow, that's what? amazing. Yeah. You've experienced that in your life. And there's some lessons I'm going to learn from you and there's 100%. lessons you're going to learn from me within that conversation. And there's lessons the viewers are going to learn by listening to it. Because sometimes it's like, it's hard for us to experience stuff on our own as human beings but if you pick lessons from other people's experiences you it might potentially help you live a more fulfilled life do you know what i mean as a whole so that's what my podcast is all about it's all about connecting with people and just like having open conversations about all subjects it's not limited to anything man bro i love your podcast man appreciate it oh, me too, i me love too. your podcast appreciate even though some of your interviews i'm when i'm watching i'm like thinking raw <laughs> mate this shit is crazy yeah. like for example um the guy who you were interviewing or whatever, I think he said um, he he was dead for like a couple of days or something. Um, yeah, a couple of minutes actually. So was, oh, yeah, um, a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, Adam Smith. So he was like he was going through a lot of like hardship in his life, like homelessness and all sorts of stuff. And he was high on he was become he became a major drug addict. Yeah, that was his thing. And um, the only way for him to kind of like you know get rid of all the pain he thought that he couldn't like overcome was by committing suicide. So he decided to overdose took a whole bunch of cocaine, not knowing that he had taken so much cocaine that he'd gone over the overdose limit to the point where the cocaine was actually keeping his heart beating. <laughs> so, so imagine, I know God, we're laughing about it, it's actually mad. God it's like, was like, nah, mate, not today, It's mate. not your time. So he'd taken so much drugs that the drugs was keeping him out. It's almost like, you know Simpsons, Mr. Burns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you watch yeah. that episode? That the only reason he's alive is because of all the drugs he's taking. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. keeping his body going. Yeah. And that's what done to him. So when the police found him at the point where he had attempted suicide, they couldn't find no beat, but internally his heart was still like twitching Fuck it, off of the back of the was drugs. Was that mere luck or is it it's, scientifically it's, No, because the thing is, he, possible. it's scientifically possible, but he didn't know. He didn't do it on purpose. He just mm-hmm. he just overdosed the overdose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so when the police found him, they were like, whoa, we can't feel no beat. He's dead. So they pronounced him dead only for him to then be revived by the oh, drugs shit. that was in his system because there's Man. so much drugs in his system. Boom, it sparked his heart. So instead of having like, you know, the electric shock, yeah, 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 yeah. this was cocaine shock. Boom. <laughs> Bro, so he, has an, he has a beautiful story, but then he um, he ended up changing his life around. He started working to support homeless people by um, setting up shops where they supply food. So he'd get food from like high street stores and stuff, waste food, and he opened up his own um, restaurants with these type of foods, with waste yeah, foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he supplied free food to people. So you come into any of his shops and you render your services for food. So you might come there, you know, fix the light bulb, you get food, yeah. you know, draw something, you get food, yeah. you trade for food. Or sometimes if you don't have anything to trade with, you just collect food for free. So Bro, there's a beautiful company called Junk Food. The Junk Food Project, I think. is Junk Food Project. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, that's amazing, dope, man. That's dope. That's He's dope. one of the most, yeah, incredible people. I've had loads of Shout out Junk Food Project, man. Yeah, shout out Junk Food Project. Big time. Big shout out to them, You've had major... I don't, I'm just thinking, how do you go that the depth of it? Like, you really go to get those... 
it's odd ones. That that's that's the hard there. part. Yeah. So because my because my podcast is so heavily aimed on looking for people with deep, intriguing stories, the research part is the hardest part because I've managed the whole podcast on my own. So mm. it's like I have to find these d- deep stories. But the good thing that's helped me is I'm a I'm a documentary maker. I love documentaries. I recently started making my own documentaries, but I haven't released anything yet. Um, and, um, um, documentaries on what though? Uh, on various things. Various like, things. Yeah, right. Various I've seen the Coco Kill one thing. Oh, yeah. you saw the yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah. one on Coco Kill. That's my brother's. Yeah. Um, like not my blood. Mm. my boy so I'm doing a documentary on him at the moment and I'm filming I'm doing a few other stuff as well with my little sis but um, so because I love yeah. documentaries so much I watch about no joke about 10 documentaries a week mm. wow that's all I consume I don't watch TV I watch football Arsenal depressed me and then documentaries. <laughs> that's that's my life, you know. Listen, bro. People like you that watch Arsenal, yeah. I'm like thinking, bro, wow, why? 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 Because, because, bro, Arsenal is like your girlfriend. Like, yeah, every year she tells you, you know what? Today I'm gonna be a good girlfriend. DC I'm gonna be a good, and then she goes back and mm. cheat on you, fam. You got me, and then you take her back. And then you take her back, <laughs> and you buy her roses, <laughs> and then you take her back. Oh man, you what is going on? Man is going to drop out this semi-final. Ah, uh, dude, drop out, bro, bro. You are gonna be owing me a hundred pound. Anyways, anyways, but, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I love documentary so much and I consume so much content. I always have like ideas of people that I want and people that I've come across in those documentaries. Mm. So some of my mm, guests are okay, actually okay. people that I've found actually, in those yeah, documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I refer right, back right. to them and I'm like, oh, I remember this guy. I remember this person. I remember that. Mm. And then it's just about contacting them. But the hard part initially was before I had any content, I couldn't really approach people That's that, the hardest people that I've done stuff with, you know, Vice. and Because some of my guests have been on Vice. They've had BBC documentaries. They've been yeah. everywhere. So when I had no content, it's like, who are you? You know, I, had, yeah, I got exactly. 4 million views on a Vice documentary. But when I ended up having content after breaking the barrier, now they're more inclined to come because they recognize other people on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's amazing, man, to experience those stories with those people. So nice. so how long have you been doing your podcast for now? Um, about two and a half years now. But I've been, as um, I was mentioning before, I've been involved in like broadcasting for like mm. nearly a decade because my yeah. parents had their pirate radio station before, which then went online. So I've kind of been involved in terms of the technical side and sometimes coming on as a guest to talk about things that relate to young people because their one is more about Ghanaian marriages and Ghanaian traditional conversations and stuff like that. So I don't really go on there. I was just around. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. When yeah. it came to like a, a thing in relation to like young people, then I'll come on the podcast and, you know, have my say and stuff. So I've been involved for about 10 years or so plus, but then in terms of doing my own, about two and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. So, so in your podcast journey, right? Because mm. obviously we just got started, mm. right? Which, which we've experienced some hiccups here and there, yeah. right? <laughs> but, but within this two years and, and everything, what, what would you say has been the difficult thing that you've experienced when it comes to podcasting? I think the most the most difficult part is probably like consistency and um, keeping up like the momentum, like you know fatigue. We were discussing yeah, fatigue. Fatigue, fatigue is a it's a, a real big, thing. Yeah. Big thing like I was mentioning before is like sometimes like I might have a episode that I have to record today. Let's say it's ten a.m. and I know I have an episode at two, but because I've spent like the last week researching this person because of the type of podcast I do is so intense. I don't feel like I don't have the energy to now speak to them after I've spent a whole week researching them <laughs> because 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 I, 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 I do the whole thing solo. I have to think about okay now I have to set up the lights, cameras, everything, especially if they come into my place, yeah. and then I have to edit. So that whole thought process it can mentally drain you to the One point where you're not motivated to now even speak to the person that you've been excited to speak to the whole yeah. week. Yeah. So then I make I've, I've, there's been times I made up excuses on the day, even yeah. though I spent a whole week preparing to speak to this sorry, person. I'm, like, years, oh, I'm sorry, unfortunately, I can't make this thing because. You know, my mom's cat's got missing. You know, my mom don't even have a cat. You know what I mean? 
So fatigue is very, very like, it's very real. Because yeah, I love podcasts and I love talking to people. Maybe I need to strategically think about going forward in terms of like, you know, editing process and, Anonymous, ed- yeah. you know, yeah, like, you know, put, putting people, things off externally, not having to do everything myself. Yeah. That's a major hard part, man. It's hard. I think the load, the load must be, yeah. It's hard. Kind of having to do everything, that is. Yeah. Because I love podcasts. I love talking to people. I can talk to people all day long, but, you know, tell me to edit. Tell me to, you know, that's so long. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because, listen, we are quite lucky here, though. Like, because obviously the, the um team that we have here, just like you said, like having to do everything yourself, it's tough. Yeah. You know, but most importantly, it's just the consistency as well. You just got to be consistent with it. 100%. You got what I mean? So, so all, all you guys out there that want to start podcasting and everything, <laughs> You know, you always gotta remember the consistency and the passion for it as well. Yeah, yeah. it's key. You, you gotta have yeah. the passion. Yeah. It's key I mean, for if you're gonna be consistent with something, you have to have some sort of passion. Like, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have yeah. the passion. Yeah. is hard yeah. to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're gonna because win. yeah, because if you think that you just gonna come in and just jump in and start making money, nah, Ooh, bro. Yeah. And that's why if you're gonna podcast, you should do it on stuff that you enjoy doing. Like, you know, chilling with your boys. Like, if all my boys were on podcast and I was doing what you were doing, I could do this all day long. But my boys are not on it. So it's like, it's you know, I'm doing yeah, something yeah. that I enjoy now, which is learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, one of the key things about consistency is like, in this game in particular, because the market is a bit saturated, if you're not consistent, you're going to drop off big time. Quick. Yeah. Because people are going to forget about you. Do you know what I mean? And then they're going to jump onto the next thing. But consistency keeps the energy going and it kind of keeps you on the trajectory. Because 100%. I had a time where like my viewership was moving sky high. Then I became complacent and then I came back and boom, it had dropped again. Now I had to work my way back up again. So yeah, 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 if I was yeah, consistent yeah. during that time, it would have worked out better for me. So consistency yeah. is key, man. Like, it's key. Bro, yeah. I saw you speaking to one of your boys on the podcast and everything, yeah? Oh, yeah. So you asked them 50K to, to get knocked out or, or choked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did that. that shit was funny as fuck, bro. Oh yeah, with um, about AJ. Yeah, you got me. So, so I'm gonna ask you right now, though. Fifty yeah, yeah. k <laughs> to get knocked out or choked out by but, AJ, bro. What but you gonna do? But, but the thing is, for me, yeah, this question is quite um, it's quite straightforward because I do jujitsu, so I I know the process of getting choked out or choking people out. You kick yeah. ass in it. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just say, yo, bro, bro just, just know what, just, just know, bro. I, I kick ass, bro. No, maybe <laughs> he's not done it for a while. So, so, so when you say you've not you've not done it for a while, so yeah. I might get a chance. My guys won't put you to sleep, right? You were dozing, bro. But the thing is, yeah, yeah, like so when you get choked out, it's literally a fraction of a second, and then you're like, you know, you yeah, snap you back out of it again. But getting knocked out, you might have a headache for a long time. <laughs> but AJ, bro, I'm gonna take those chances though. What would you rather do? Knocked out by AJ or choked out? By AJ. So knocked out by AJ, heavyweight, six foot plus, mm. beast, or or get choked out, knock me out. Serious? No, 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 no. You might die from that knockout. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. You could no, die. Bro. You could get brain damage. No, see it this way. <laughs> we choking out, right? You're not gonna snap off immediately. It's a process. You're gonna be. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so. Yeah, they wanna go through. So that. I don't wanna bam. go through that. I just wanna go bam. Nah, yeah. man. You know the repercussions I wake up with a headache. Huh? I wake up with a headache. Panadol, bro. Press them all. Did it? Press them all, bro. You go shake your brain. So what, what if your jaw shifts? You think, it, I think it's magic. Fam, come out. Fam, there's something called NHS, my guy. <laughs> 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 bro, the 50... 50- 
The 50k is mine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need that 50k, nah, I'll get, bro. I'll get choked out. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah, get choked yeah, out, you're getting 50k out, yeah, as well. Yeah. But I don't want to go through the process, yeah, though. I know, I know. I don't want to yeah, go through yeah. that process of having to. You got me. You know, so nah, bro. But choking out, you can even fake it, Seth. Halfway you do, I say you don't choke. But then imagine AJ standing in front of you and then he's going like this. That's a process in itself as well. Bro, mentally up here though, isn't it? You gotta you gotta be thinking unless it's a surprise punch, man. I'm not staring at AJ's eyes and watching the punch fly to me. That's long to come. Yeah, bro. That's long still. His 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 punch should weigh about like 50 kg. Easy. Do you know Francis Ngano? Yeah. Bro, imagine a punch. You know that's the hardest punch ever. They say it's the speed of a Ford going cars. Something, something. Yeah, speed of a car going. Bro, when I'm watching the guy fight. But how did they? How did they? How did they measure that? Because yeah, I heard I'm like, is it what? Yes, chatting shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah. It's quite. Bro, what, so what, he's the heaviest puncher now in the world. Yeah. Bro, when I'm watching the guy punch, right, launching towards a man. I'm like thinking that's a truck launching towards you, cuz. Mm. And then he falls, and then he uses it on your yeah. face, and then they said it's like a sledgehammer Bro. going, like you know, directly. Yeah. Your head <laughs> I'm sure that one is. Come on, that is madness. Is Bro, like I've told this guy over here, fam. He should go into MMA. Yeah. He's fucking scared, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My guy's fucking scared, bro. He stole. You know, all, all he needs to do is go train, innit? Yeah. I've, I've told him so many nah, times. No, it's not that easy, though. It's not that no, easy, You know you can qualify for it. Exactly. You know, you know. Nah, bro, I love my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're quite big, you know. I like it. But the Engano be there. Do you think he can call it in boxing, though, you think? No, nah, it's different boxing nah, to MMA. No, 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 It's yeah, very yeah, different yeah. sports. Because if yeah. he's thinking of, he once he said, his love has always been b- b- boxing. boxing. Nah, yeah. bro, nah, it's bro, different skill sets. Yeah. yeah. Different skill sets, that, you know. Bro. But yeah, um, back to your interview, bro. There was this guy that you were speaking to. First of all, mm. the, the guy that you were talking to that said he died, right? If it was me, I'm going to ask him, yo, bro, how was heaven on hell? <laughs> Did you go there? <laughs> no, we didn't go there on camera, he, now, but he to him, it was just like he fell asleep. And then, you know, he woke up again and that was that. Because sometimes yeah. I ask myself, like, how do we believe in something that no one has been there yeah. before? But uh, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, like, I, I want to ask theory. someone, bro, have you been there? Yeah, I've got a theory about people who, like, have death experiences, medically dead. I think if you're medically dead yeah, and you wake up, you can tell me anything you want, I'll believe it. Because you've gone through that experience. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. I'll tell the I'll tell the wildest story to end up in the newspaper. <laughs> no, no, let, let's be for real. They don't believe it. But most most people that have truly experienced it just said they fell asleep. It was just like a sleep, then you woke up. You see what Fucking I mean? Because I've spoken to people who had serious impacts who you know near de- death experiences. To them, they just said they slept and woke up. But then there's people that come online and do Oprah every interview in the world oh, yeah. saying and they saw a lie. Yeah, Someone yeah, said this yeah, to them. Yeah. Someone said everybody has to send me 10K. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like it's, if I if I had experience and I'm thinking, oh, the son wants to give me 100 grand to sort of a story. Bro, I'm gonna tell you everything. You, I was oh, speaking. What? I was speaking to the Queen, fam. Bro. <laughs> I will tell you that, listen, I saw my body on the ground. I was elevating through through the room and everything. Mm. Just look at everyone, bro. <laughs> you know I, mean? I will tell you any time a story, fam. Yeah. <laughs> tell you. I think it has a lot to do with the mind as well. Because if you're not truly dead and you're still in your mind, then maybe you're in a dream state. And you're just seeing stuff that's seeing already in your head. you're dreaming about. About you're dreaming like about. Dream, yeah. Do you see what I mean? So 
I don't know how so I feel it's about possible those that they're seeing something, yeah. Yeah, but it's all in their head because mm-hmm. you're you're passed out. You're in a dream state. You're in. Well, a, most you know, of the genuine people said they felt like they, they woke they just, up from yeah, sleep. So that makes me it. think: Is there heaven and earth? Bro, that's that's, that's what I keep saying, bro. But that's because they weren't dead, though. Like bro. proper dead, dead. No, no, exactly. You know, just the feeling of what's proper dead, dead. You know what? We know it. Two days, you're still sleeping. You got me because because bro, like I want to know. Did did you get? Did you actually get to the Golden Gates? Mm. You get what I'm saying. If you got to the Golden Gates and saw the street, the street was flowing with milk and honey, bro. I'm I'm ready to go to heaven, bro. Yeah, you're going to church that Sunday. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, we've not seen anyone that can tell yeah. us the story and everything, bro. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. And a lot of them are sketchy, man. I find those that stories. Yeah, but really I don't sketchy. know, cause you know. But then what? Um, one of your other interview was the guy who was, he came from a mad family, bro. Mm. What was going on through your mind when you were talking to him? This, this guy was talking about yeah. his mom um cut off his index finger or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah that's the Michael. one I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Michael was um so he went through like a traumatic experience where he was adopted by his grandmother. So, but his grandmother was a racist white yeah. woman. He's a mixed race. He's a mixed heritage um, kid at the time, and his grandmother was like extremely racist. So she used to abuse him, beat him up, call him all sorts of names. And then one day she was just angry at him, and she chopped his fingers. Boom, just chopped his fingers off. Like that's mad. Slice. Boom. Do you know what I mean? That is mad. So he's he's someone that's lived with trauma his whole life, and um, he went through like a lot in terms of like drug abuse, and you know he put on weight. He was going through a lot of psychological um, issues and so yeah. forth. And he's just currently he's still going through like a road to recovery now. Blessing after like over like I don't know how many like a decade or so of recovery. So that was like a serious, serious. Interview. That was a serious, serious yeah. thing, bro. That childhood yeah. trauma is real. Yeah. It's real, yeah. Some of us, you just br- br- brush it up, like yeah, yeah whatever. But it, it won't, it won't take a year to just go away. No, like it's, it's, a, it's continuous forever. Yeah. yeah, the things we forget that, like when you're raising kids up until the age of twelve, everything that happens to them is like sponge. So it might not come out now, but then mm. the way that they navigate the world later on when they're adults, the way that they treat others, the way that if you're a guy, the way that you treat women, for instance, a lot of that will, is from how. You he was raised life yeah, as a yeah, kid, yeah. not even as an adult. You, think, you we might think we're learning stuff as an adult, but nah, yeah. it's already programmed in you from like yeah, way back. You, yeah, you see yeah, what yeah. I mean? You saw your dad slapping up your mom, so you think that's cool. And then you know your mom was like, you know, coming back every time, so you think that's how it's supposed to be. Mm. You see what I mean? That's normal, or maybe it was the opposite, or maybe your mom was abusive to you, like you know your dad was abusive to you, so you think it. Oh wait, touching people a certain way, that's that's normal. Man. Yeah, that was in my house. yeah, because that's programmed into your that's head. That's programmed like. into you. Bro. That's why they always say, you know, you know, learning instruments and stuff like that is better to do at a younger age because you you sponge you easy in inside. It's Same hard, thing with really. trauma and life experience, man. You know, because listening to to the guy and everything, which I kind of got get what he was saying though. He was like that because of what he's been through. He has those um survival instincts now. Yeah, he can survive anywhere. Anything. You got me. But then he said something that kind of touched me. He was like that. He's a good liar now. Mm. That he can actually lie to you and everything. He can maneuver mm. over anything. Yeah. You it's know. Survival. Yeah, like like the whole survival thing because he said something that your brain does not want you to die. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you've gone through that. Your brain kind of teaches you how to live and everything and like how to survive and all that, you know? I, and I was listening to the whole thing. It was a great interview, bro. Yeah. You're killing it. I appreciate it. You are. You are definitely it. killing it, bro. No, no, the depth of your your guesses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. me, yeah. It's, it's, one of the things I'll say about my podcast in particular is that like, it's very draining, like 
spiritually for me as well and emotionally because talking to those I'm people sitting there like, talking yeah. to them having like intense conversations about real life you know stuff that's happened to them mm. so then I have to take all of that in and then after when they leave sometimes I'm like Raw, like I feel physically tired from a conversation yeah, 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 I'm drained like, now do you see what I mean but because I enjoy it and it's like a learning curve for me and my audience as well I'll never stop doing it, man. Yeah. It's, it's something Do you feel like it doing. helps you appreciate life a lot more? Like 100. knowing that you've not gone through half the things they have 100%. Like I've gone through stuff as well, but it's like in terms of measuring it up to other people's, I'm like, bro, like, you know, yeah. I'm appreciative of my life and the position I'm in. Because sometimes, you know, people that tend to complain about little things are people that are often like sport or they're privileged. Mm. We don't know that we're privileged like living here in, in the West. Yeah, yeah, Do you see what I mean? Yeah, you're in the UK, yeah. you're privileged. 100%. Like, you know, right now, if we snap your leg, you know, your leg will be calm, most likely saved. But yeah, there's some places right now, if you snap your leg, you'll probably die. Bro, that's that's it. They're chopping and, it off you know, or something. Once you realise that about life, then you realise, okay, yeah, there's things to fix in every place you are, but nonetheless, sometimes you, you have to compare yourself. And 100%, bro. You like, got to be you're, grateful, you're in man. You're a good place because some people have lived torturous lives, man. Like, you got to be grateful for that, bro. Really, really harsh for some. You know, but in terms of your guests, though, have you had some people where you, after interview, you're like, ah, oh, you don't know if this is a good idea to put out. Like, it's so extreme and that um, you're like, oh. What was I thinking? Yeah, I've had like, yeah. I've had, I probably have like two very like shocking moments. I'm mm. like, oh man, this was deep. I wasn't expecting her to tell yeah. me this or him to tell me this. Like I had one lady who I was speaking to and like, I didn't even notice about her before the interview because she, she online, she just talks about like motivation and stuff like that. And then mid interview, she just told me, oh yeah, my whole life, my dad was raping me. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, you know. That's mad. Mid-interview, so yeah, yeah. if you watch that interview, half an hour after that was just me recovering before I could Probably. speak again because I was like, wow, I have to take that in now. Do you know what I mean? So you had some discussion prior to the interview? No, 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 there was no prep. It's no, no prep. We just talked because, you know, her thing online is about motivation mm. and like, I was feeling her energy and stuff and she seemed to have a good story. But then it's like where that story came from, that's what I wanted to find out. And then she just dropped it on me, boom, what? like throughout her whole that's life. That's a bombshell right there, Up until recently. And the guy didn't even get pro- prosecuted because I think part, part of it happened abroad overseas and then it kind of like continued. So dropping that on me halfway, I had to do it. I had to, yeah. I had to, I had to experience her trauma there yeah, and then on the spot mad, as well. Bro. And I was like, so then the next half an hour in the interview, I'm not really talking. She's just talking. I'm just like processing. Yeah, like you're like, probably thinking, wow. I feel for, like yeah. this is serious. And, uh, do you know what I mean? And then there's been others where their life story is like, wow, this is crazy. Like Peter Tritton, he's, he's been my biggest interview so far, actually, in terms of numbers. He's a, he's an ex-drug trafficker to Ecuador. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's my biggest one so far in terms of like downloads, views, everything. Like, I saw that, that, bro. That story is incredible. And like hearing his story and the stuff that he survived, I'm like, rah. I haven't survived nothing. I mean, I've been in places or parties back in the day where there was a gunshot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, this guy survived shoot as grenades inside a prison, you know, in Ecuador. Crazy, in a prison bro. where you have a two year life expectancy. Yeah. He was there for 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he saw bodies drop, like massacres, everything. Bro, I was watching the guy, right? I was just looking at him thinking at the back of my mind, fam, this guy must have stories for years. Mm. No, not even days, years, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just imagine going through that. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's deep stuff, man. It's deep. And it's and it's crazy because he's he's still going through that trauma as well. Like if you look at him, he's very fragile. Yeah, he's very fragile. And it's yeah. like, you know, he that's that's from all that trauma squeezing him, because trauma has an effect on our like bodies as well, physically. Mad. So he's like just like this all the time, very tense because of everything he's gone through. Man. That's it's, crazy, bro. Real mad, stuff, man. Mad, that's mad, crazy. So well, I think is it is it would it be fair to say some people deal with trauma more than some people do, or is it is it if 
Yeah, people. Yeah, people pe- deal with it more. Be- some people deal with it better. Yeah. yeah, some people are stronger than others. That's just natural. Mm. But you know, nonetheless, it affects different people in different ways. Some people act out on it. Other people absorb it and yeah. let it destroy them. So it's different. You know, people act out and then behave like the people that traumatize them. They become like them. You know, they mm. say you know, you know, bad people create bad people. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then other people, they let them. They let it destroy them internally. Internally, and all that. They yeah, have issues. Because yeah, what I ask that is because you hear people say, okay, then it's your fault. Letting that eat you up, kind of thing. You know, nah, it's like nah, bro, you know, bro, you have to. It's never the victim's fault when it comes to deep trauma. Yeah, man, most of it, like you know, you. They infant. they did not choose to be there. Yeah, so, some of them didn't yeah. choose it. Some people are quick to hide it too. They can easily hide it and then just pre- go about their day like nothing's happened whereas other people just I guess it's, it's, a, it's everyone is different yeah, yeah. One, different. 100% yeah. bro before we dive back to other topics and everything man shout out your podcast man let yeah. the people know your podcast yeah, man. Everyone, where to um, find you and everything bro yeah for real everyone check out um, Let's Do Humans podcast that's one word Let's Do Humans L-E-T-S-D-O Let's Do Humans that's everywhere the same word Instagram Facebook YouTube Spotify, iTunes, Let's Do Humans. Yeah, yeah. So, so which day in the week do you, do you normally drop your podcast on that? Um, so I'm aiming to do Tuesday and Fridays. Okay. Yeah, so I'm aiming to do two. That's my target for towards the end of the year. Yeah. But usually it's on Tuesdays that they drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. around like 6, 7 p.m. Yeah, man. Just go out there. Just check out his podcast and that. Let's Do Humans podcast. It's everywhere. On your audio streaming platforms, YouTube, IG, Check it out, man. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Yep. And once you're doing that, also go on YouTube, check out FOTB Network, subscribe, tell a friend, like it, share it, and also go on IG, Fresh of the Boat Pod. You know, we are on your audio streaming platforms too. You know, and um, bro, I was listening to one of your guys, the guy who was talking about his dad, is, he, I think his dad was a racist or something like that. Right, yeah, um, some 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 white guy. I think I think he's from Brixton or something. I think Brixton or Croydon or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the reggae guy, the um, reggae guy. So he was talking about that. Yeah, 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 so he was talking about that, right? And and that just made me kind of remember, you know, this guy, um, David Lamy. Oh yeah, David Lamy. Um, he had this conversation with, with some white person, right? And um, the white person was like, he's um black Caribbean. You know what I mean? So, so the white person was telling him that he cannot be English, innit? That yeah. that he can't be English. Yeah. And David Lamy, my man was arguing the woman down, bro. He was like, yo, listen, I am English, bro. What are you saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, That's so, not my thoughts. <laughs> bro, you know what? I was watching Wait, the whole thing thinking, bro, I was watching the whole thing thinking, okay, like... Wait, wait, wait. But what's the true definition of an English person? So, like, it, it's, it's tricky because... It's tricky. It, so it was on LBC, the one you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was on LBC, yeah. David Lamy was presenting and this this woman is clearly a nationalist and a slight racist. Or 100%. Out right, and out racist, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. she... So, Okay, if you look at England, like, okay, when we say London, what's London? London is a capital C, C of, England. of England. Yeah. England is a country. Yeah. And then when you look at Britain, Britain is like a geographic term. Mm-hmm. Britain is not a sovereign country. Mm-hmm. It hasn't got its own, like we say Brexit, but it's not actually Brexit, it's UK. Mm. It's actually the UK because UK is the sovereign state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at it on a political oh, yeah, scale, okay. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Because UK is actually the sovereign state with all the other oh, nations yeah, no, no, that's yeah. a part yeah. of the UK. Whilst England is a country. It's just a country. Do you see yeah, what I mean? 100%. But 
politically and historically, English people have dissociated England and made it almost like an ethnic race. Because yeah. Britain is more like they they Britain is more like the colony. You know, the, the colonized. Colony, so yeah. you're allowed to be a part of the colony, but you can't be a part of the country because the country is associated with its own ethno race. So in order to be English, you have to be white. Why? Then yeah. there's no technically white English because it's mixed with it's mixed with Danes, everything. Do you see what I mean? But it's one of those strongholds that politically makes it very difficult for a lot of English people to accept um, external people, people that are yeah. born here to claim England. Claim that, uh, so it's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm allowing you to claim British, but you can't claim English. Yeah. So they're turning England into a race, whilst England is actually a country. Yeah. Bro, you see what I mean? Yeah. So a black person that is born in Scotland, for example, can call themselves Scottish. Yeah, not, but England... Not, not British. Yeah, but then obviously Scotland has a different relationship with Britain because they're trying to cut themselves out. Ah, right? so, anyway, yeah. so, you so, know, so it's, it's, it's cool. very different. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot of it is like stemmed into history and, you know, colonialism and stronghold and trying to hold that thing there. Like, no, England is what we are originally and you can't be a part of this original yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. But you can be a part of the British one though because that was part of the colony. You know, we came yeah. and collected you as Britain. We didn't come and collect you as, as English. As English. <laughs> you see what I mean? So it politically, like it's, it's messed up. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at it for what it is, England is like America. It's like, I got a Swedish passport. I'm Swedish. You see what I mean? Because I lived part of my life in Sweden. So nationally, I'm, I'm Swedish. But nobody in Sweden would tell me, oh, you're not Swedish. Yeah, but in England, I can't say I'm yeah, English. You can't say that. You can say you're British. But, you know but, but I was thinking about that. Just play the devil's advocate, right? If if you were born in China, are, are you going to say you're Chinese? <laughs> you know, you're claiming nationality. It's also a personal choice as well sometimes, yeah? Where it's mad. Are you going to say you're Chinese? No, but you, you, are, you, you are. You can, though. You can. If you hold a Chinese you passport, you can. Have you ever seen a black person say, bro, I'm Chinese? I'm sure that there are some black... black <laughs> yeah, black, black Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. The black Chinese people yeah. over there. Yeah, of course they are. I don't think they claim Chinese, though. No, they claim because they are Chinese. Because their life is all in China. Uh, there, like you so said, they I don't. think it's a personal choice. It's a personal choice. I just think it's a personal choice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's a personal choice. I was listening to the guy thinking, bro, this is not a hill that you need to die on, bro. Mm. Where, do you, where do you claim you're from when people ask you? Nigerian. See, when people ask me, ask, it depends who I'm talking to. You know, because I'm so proud not to be Ghanaian. I always say I'm Ghanaian, I'm Ghanaian. Yeah. But if I'm trying to impress you know, someone, I'm like, oh, I'm Swedish. They're like, you ain't Swedish because I'm trying to start that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a Swedish passport, but I've lived in the UK most of my life. So I'm very but, conflicted. But, but bro, thinking about that, right? I'm going to tell this funny story, bro. I work, I walked into the office hearing this guy speak in the newsroom, right? This guy sounded so much like a white dude, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like a white Irish man, bro. Yeah, he was got a conk Irish accent. When I walked to the room, bro, he's Nigerian. <laughs> Black Nigerian, man. Yeah. But he was born in Ireland, mm-hmm. grew up there. And when he's speaking, he's got a conk Irish accent, fam. It's mad. Everyone in the office were looking like him. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and me, myself, I've never seen a Black... I, I, I've never seen a Black Irish guy. There's loads, no, have, especially yeah, Nigerians. Yeah, yeah. There's loads. I've never there's seen loads Nigerians. Yeah, there's Island, loads of Nigerians. Born there, yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is but, it? But then it comes down to what do you claim where you're born, or do you claim you know where you're? Because that that lady was basically trying to say you know we're going back to the origins. So yeah. you can only her her rule of thumb was like you can only claim where your parents are from, or where oh, you're originally from. Where your ancestors people, are from, where your ethno, yeah. where your yeah. ethnicities, because you know ethnicity, race, all of that, yeah, becomes yeah, very yeah. complicated. Place, place that, race yeah. is like color, ethnicity is like culture, you know, geographical location. So mm. all of these things, it becomes a bit confusing. But she's basically saying, nah, if your if your origins isn't here, 
Then mm. David Lammy asked the lady, "What? Um, how do you know you're not Scott? You're not like Dane or something?" Mm. She's like, "No, nah, I've checked everything. I'm like, you know, proper like English, so I can claim it." I, I guess, I guess, probably the reason why I don't really, really care about that is because obviously I was born in Nigeria, right? Mm. So to me, I don't really, really think about it. But I can see why someone, someone like Damien, uh, um, David, who was born here. Want to hold that close to his heart? You get what I'm saying? Be like, nah, I'm English or whatever. Not really, though. I don't see. I don't see no black guy claiming English. English. But then you got. You got then one of the questions you go ask yourself is why don't we claim English mm. because of culture? What is associated with? Yeah, and I, I think it is. And yeah, 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 yeah. So it's I like you know, you've been programmed is. to say you can only be British. You mm. can only be part of the true, colon, true. Colon. You get a lot of Europeans, <laughs> black Europeans, Ghanaian Europeans mm. that were born in Germany. That they will say they're German. They'll say they're German. Yeah, easy. Like, I say I'm Swedish. Mm. I don't I'm say I'm Italian. Scandinavian. Mm. Yeah. While Scandinavia exactly. is a geographic location like Britain. Yeah. Do you see what mm. I mean? Mm. So it's like I'm not saying oh I'm Scandinavian. I can say I'm Swedish and that's calm, but I can't say I'm English and it'd be calm. So what do you do? You think it's that that happened like in the later recently, or has it been like that? Been like always been like, we've always been, been programmed like, thinking about say, yeah, English yeah. people claim English like why English people always say English but you never meet a black person say English no you never I've never seen one say, black I've never seen it yeah. they always say I'm British I'm British I'm yeah. British yeah, but that's yeah. why with the whole WM I'm like I beg we nobody even wants to claim yeah. English yeah. But, so what's that about yeah yeah but also it will be intriguing I would love to actually maybe yo David Lamy Listen, you're invited to um to the podcast, you know, invited to the podcast mm. because that's something that yeah. I would love to sort of like talk to him about and all that. You get what I mean? And, and sort of get to learn because he has so much passion talking about it to the lady. I was looking at the whole thing thinking, okay, you get what I'm saying? Like to me, that's not something that I would argue about. I'm like, his point though is what you just said. Like, why are we programmed to be like that? Why yeah, don't yeah, no yeah, black yeah, man yeah. call themselves English? I think that's what he was trying to raise. I might be wrong. Yeah, but I think nationality and I should be should be fluid because like you know, we live in a globalized society where people travel, people people create homes in various places across the globe. So, you know, you should be able to claim like I claim three places. Mm. You know, I'm Ghanaian, Swedish, British. Yeah. You know, or London. I usually say London. I never say British. Like East London all day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, and I and I'm and I'm allowed to claim all those. One hundred percent. Born in Ghana, I was raised in Sweden for a short period of time. I still hold my Swedish passport. Luckily, now I don't have to pay visas to travel mm. Europe. Well, there you go. But man. then I've got permanent stay in the UK. I've been here for nearly twenty years. 20 mm. years plus, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I can claim all those three and that's how yeah. it should be. Mm. That should, should be the free be. movement of man 100%, to accept our 100%, nationalities. 100%, I agree with that. You know I what I mean? But that. if we're claiming hardcore, like, ethno-nationals and it's like, you know, this and that, then we're very limited and none of us can be ever be English. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't care too much for it because of what it's associated with. Mm. But, exactly. You know, I should be able to say I am because it's a country nonetheless. But, yeah. but talking about that, yeah, do you think the black people, do you think we should continue trying to lecture white people on racism of course i don't think so bro the minute we stop is the minute we start going backwards again let me tell you let me tell you part part reason why 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 i just don't think why i disagree with that right i believe right if if you're sitting maybe across most white people just sitting with you having a conversation with you most of them will say yeah Racism is bad. We should eradicate racism. We should racism is this, this, that, that, that. They probably might say all the right things, and they probably do agree with some of the things that they are saying. Until it's time to bring a, a, a black person home, you know what I mean. Some of them will say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no racism. Racism is bad, whatever." But then, if that child tries to bring a black person home, that's where the problem is. Mm. 
right? So I just think if someone really wants to learn about something, it's up to them to go do their research and tear down all the negative mentality, all the walls that they have to build it up. No matter how much you try to talk to someone to convince someone, if that person don't want to be convinced, bro, they cannot be convinced. Mm-hmm. I think everything that's going on with, with this whole talking to white people, it's just gaslighting, bro. You got what I mean? Because you see things happen all over and over and over, let's say a BBC or whatever, and then this white person does something, everybody cries, he, um, he or she comes out and says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm this, you know, it's not going to happen again. But um, the next person does it again. So you want to say that the next person have not seen what this person has done, but they just don't care. Fair enough, but if, if you're ignorant to it and then think it's going to be okay. No, no, then... I don't think it's going to be okay. Mm. I just sort of feel like we have to, as black people, build ourselves. Build because because the thing is, bro, no matter what you try to do, nothing is going to come to you free. You need to have a bagging power to come on the table and say, you know what, this is what it is now. You know, let's do this. If you don't have that, they're always going to feel like they are doing you a favor. You get what I'm saying? So I think that's the approach that we're coming. Like, we are always trying to explain. Oh, don't do this to us. Don't do that to us. This is the reason why we're... They know that... Some of them know that race racism is bad. Yeah. Um, They're not stupid. The, the thing is, if you look at history and evolution and, like, you know, biology and everything else here, it, it, the, the, the evidence is clear. Like, tribalism is never going to stop. Racism, not gonna stop, yeah. racism is never going to stop. Like if if you look at it for the core fundamentals of what it is, and it's on every level of every society that you look at. Mm. Even go back home to Africa right now and see how they treat the light-skinned African to the dark-skinned African. Yes, it has historical connotations in One terms of, the, yeah. of slavery and how the different colors were treated. But nonetheless, tribalism has been there before racism was there. So before villages used to kill other villages for various reasons, mm. whether they had a different tribal mark or not, whether yeah. they were from the same like historical tribe or not. We've, we've always killed each other based on our differences. If we don't kill each other based on the color of our skin, we'll kill each other based on the color of our eyes. You see what I mean? Mm. But now, like the society that we live in, what people are more should be more angling and facing a fight towards is creating systems and structures that doesn't enable that difference to be as powerful to determine whether you get something or not. Exactly. You see what I mean? And I think that's where the focus should be. And I think when it comes to like us in particular, when it comes to like black people, I think sometimes our focus isn't directed on what is going to solve the issue you know what i mean which is the reason why i said that we need to build and have a um a strong bargain have have we need to come with something to the table mm. you go know i mean so that whatever the, the decision that, that are made or whatever we are not at their mercy yeah you go know i mean we have something that will say all right cool if this is not done yeah we are obviously but, keeping but can this. we continue can we continue doing that yeah. when we're foreigners because we're forever going to be foreigners based on our skin tone. Because right now we just talked about England and Britain and association mm. with like, you know, where where we're from. And now obviously we're saying that being English is is a connotation which is associated with race. Now it's like you have to be white. So it's like we're forever going to be foreigners. Mm. So if you're forever going to be in a land where you're a foreigner, how, how are you excel, ever going to yeah. get a level of like equality as those who the land belongs to? 
Do you see what I mean? So yeah, it's also yeah. a very tricky one. It's like, it's a continuous battle. And it is. I don't have the answers battle, for it, but 100%. It's, it's very, very tricky. Because like when, when I, I was talking, having an interesting conversation with one of my friends, because one of my friends, she's like very hard on like equality and, you know, mistreatment of those less fortunate than you and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, you know, when we go to, um, whenever we take a trip to Africa, whenever we go to Ghana, we're oppressing people. We're oppressing, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, yeah. we're oppressing our driver. We're oppressing our house girl. We're oppressing our doorman. We're oppressing. Like I wouldn't say oppressed though. No, no, but it's a it's a level of treatment because you automatically in your mind, yeah, the conversations that people have whenever they get to Africa is like, oh, I'm gonna come back and build this place and develop this place. You have a colonial mindset. And you don't even know it. But, you know, mm. if they was to put you in a position to change this place now, you might crumble. You don't even have a clue. But in your mind, you think you can because automatically there's an assumption that you're better than them because you have a colonial mindset now. Mm. So w- what we think is being done to us here, we're going back and doing the same thing to others. <laughs> you know what? That's you right. You see what I mean? That's so right. That's it's right. like, that's right. It's, it's, it's a funny no battle, man. Bro. I think we, we said this in the, in the like, early episodes. Oppression is real in Africa. Everybody's oppressing everybody. You did, you did, you did, you did. Everybody's yeah. oppressing everybody. You got to be like, the politicians are yeah. oppressing the other people. You got to be like, it's all good. And then you're oppressing the, you know what I mean? Like, not necessarily oppressing, it's like holding them down, but it's like, you know, there's a level of thought. Like when you look at someone on the street when you go to Africa, like not just a homeless person, but when you look at just the general African as a as a um, diaspora, yeah, you or don't. Let's not lie to ourselves. You have a feeling that you have an upper hand. It's true. Like it's subconsciously true. or consciously, you think, ah, you know, I've arrived. What I got pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's 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 another mindset issue that we've we've now like get, uh, obtained from here, and then we're taking it back. We're home. Taking it back. So man, yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a lady who was like, "Yeah, every African, every one in the diaspora, every black person needs to go back to Africa." I'm like, "That might be the destruction of Africa. We don't know, but there's a potential that if all of us flew home today, we are going to oppress them. We're going to oppress them. There's actually a real life story that happened in history in Haiti." There was a group of people that were freed. I'm not sure where they were freed from. I think it was the States or France or whatever. They went back to Haiti and, in, and in, enslaved all of the local residents. That's you cool what I mean? Place, because they had a colonial yeah. mindset. Yeah. People that came from prison. Yeah, from abroad. Mm-mm-mm. And they were released and sent back to Haiti. They went back and there were slaves where they were. But then when they went back to Haiti, they turned all the Haitians into slaves, slaves. themselves. Yeah, it's all about the, the mindset, mindset and program. The mindset be programmed. You know I mean? So yeah. it's like sometimes we have to be real to ourselves and see what the real issue is and see what we can do on a fundamental level. Like, you know, someone was telling me about oh, all these kids that are getting shot, boom, 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 what's happening? And, you know, you always end up finding out that it's like, you know, the kids are from a single parent household. And I'm like, you know, there's micro things that we can do ourselves as a community and as a people yeah. to enrich ourselves and better ourselves. It's yeah. like, okay, why don't we marry and stay with our women? That's a start. That's a start. It's a start. Yeah, 100%. Because statistics will tell you that if there's two parents at home, economically, you're better off. It's two what? incomes. 100%. Psychologically, the child is better off. There's a father and a mother. It's different dynamics of care. You know what I mean? So there's things that we can do on a micro level to help ourselves, but we don't. But why do you think there's so much breakup right now? Like, especially in the black home and everything, like there's so much d- divorce, breakups, you know, one, one single parent and everything. Why do you think that's the problem though? Historically, that varies, man. It's a lot. It's, a, it's so many f- various factors to it. It's, I mean, I think our generation, a lot of it is to do with like options and social media. And, yeah, you know, so much options right now. I being blinded to the idea of, you know, wait, wait, hold on. I got, I got one bad B here, but you know, there's 10 others hollering at me oh, on the DM. Oh, you know what I mean? Why don't I go and, you know? Yeah. So those options plays a part, but then also like historically, if you look at it, it's been like a lot of policy stuff. Mm. Like, you know, welfare. And welfare stuff like is that. a never second. Like, oh, yeah. you, you can't collect this money if there's a dude at home. 
you know, so why don't I kick the That's a big problem right there, bro. It's a major problem. That's a big problem because I know, I know some guys that went to, let's say, Nigeria or something and got married down there to, 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 to a Nigerian woman, brought them over here. Once the women come over here and saw what the system is about, bro, I'm going to get something, I'm going to get something. You know what they do? They bond for the guy, right? Have a child for him and that's it. That's the end of it, bro. You're gone. They, they, you're gone. Yeah. You got me? So it, it is a big thing though. Yeah, and I then, think those ones are just heartless people. Bro, it's the initiative. It's the initiative from a policy that enables you to yeah, be heartless. That's the thing. You know, that's the thing. And then you now have the, the young girls and everything, like obviously on social media talking about, yo, um, we, we we don't need a man. We don't need a man. We don't need a man. <laughs> yeah. we, which um goes to what? ZZ Mills. I, I don't know if you saw it. ZZ Mills came on. Um, well, caring about opinions. Yeah, I think I saw that one. Um, yeah. I think it was like two days ago, two or three days ago, right? So so she released a statement. Wait, I'm going to find it just really. I briefly right? saw it, but I didn't really read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Talking about yeah, yeah. So she said. Sharing, oh, okay, you go ahead. Yeah, she said, how can you claim not to care about men's views on beauty or attractiveness? But you get into um like every rapper that don't like us, you are all lying, and you swear you you don't want to be picked, but you do. Listen, I ain't got time to be fronting on the apps. I care what men think. You don't care what men think, but black men don't protect us. You don't care what men think, but black men are letting the side down. You don't care what men think, but you want them to take care of you. You care, and it's okay to care. This weird. Narrative of not caring is killing us. Yeah. Shout out to ZZ, bruv. Shout out to ZZ, bruv. Yeah, Shout out to ZZ. That's facts. We all Shout care. Shout out to ZZ, man. Men care, women care. Well, men care. We women care. care. Bro, I'm yeah. trying to bang Jim now for the next two months. <laughs> Until July the 21st. And, and what are you banging it for? Because I came with the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I came with the streets, man. All the way. I don't care I where this shit man. comes from, bro. Yeah. Like, you hear people say, yo, men are this, men are that. We don't care about what men think, what men this, what but it's the same girls, right? By the time they're like 30s, 40s, they're looking for man, bro. They're like, oh, I'm doing my hair for myself. You got yeah. me. Yeah. You're doing it for yourself. You got Feminism thing. It gets but, where it gets toxic. It gets over the line. It's like, bro, come on. She's no, crazy. We will leave the world for now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if I had to do anything for myself, yeah, I'll wear flip flop shorts, one dirty black t shirt. That's it. And I'll roll around the streets. That's doing it for myself. Yeah. I'm doing it for myself. But, but like, you know, that's you don't it. need to wash nothing. Don't need to wash. Yeah, that's doing it for yourself. <laughs> bro, because the rest is stress. Yeah, but because we all care what mm. about what people think of us. That, that's the reality of things because your reputation or or how, however you, you know, like it's, you care what people think about you when, when you step outside, you know, bad people say, no, I don't care. I don't care. That's not true. That's not true. Because yeah. it's associated with a lot of things. It's associated yeah. with opportunity, your potential to get a partner. You know, what people, how you, how you perceive this, everything, you know everything. I mean? Representation is everything. Because social media is, that's what sweeping them in. You see what the, I mean? That need for people to always put out that good side. You know? yeah. Yeah. If you're doing it for yourself, or you're doing it for yourself to feel confident, confident enough to do what? Or confident enough to prove who's right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So technically, you're doing it for someone 
to impress someone on a certain level. That's just what it is, bro. It's like, tell, tell every influencer, every girl who's an influencer right now to go a whole month, no makeup, 100% themselves, their camera, no editing. Why won't they do that? Bro, they're, they're going to shit on you like they did, um, what's his name? Um, Kevin Samuels, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a reason behind that because number one, they're doing it for opportunity. They, they, they know that it, it brings the eyes. Yeah. The eyes bring opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity brings money. So everyone's doing it for a reason. And they what is the, the opportunity? Process. Where is the opportunity coming from? It's from men, though. Yeah. It's from men. Because because if some of these guys are going to slide in your DM, they'll be like, yo, girl, why one? I want to fly you out. I want to do this. You know, <laughs> oh, Dubai. <laughs> Bro, yeah. let's not act like that's not happening, that's though. That's part of the opportunities. That's part of the opportunities, bro. You know what I'm saying? Are you saying that's why everyone went Dubai? Yeah? <laughs> Bro, last year, bad people were in Dubai, though. You know that? Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bad people were in Dubai, and uh, so some of them, you already know, bro. You got what I'm saying? What's known don't need to be said for. <laughs> Some someone there with, with the, the sugar daddy was, was in the background and everything, bro. Yeah, yeah. You got what I'm saying? But that's what it is, though. Bad people, we do things. We go to the gym. Just like you said, we go to the gym mm. to look good for, for the girl, them. Yeah. Because, because, because bad, bad people say, yo, you're like, I, I go to yo, the gym for the myself. Gym, like the guy over there. It, I'm doing it for myself. In terms of, you know, fitness-wise, I think... There is an argument to say, you know, I want to live on myself. I mean, there is. Hey, because we're really gonna have this conversation. Someone's, someone's friend, someone's friend or family member might die from obesity or from a heart problem associated with eating junk food or something, and then no, he exactly. wakes up and thinks, "Shit, fam, I need to set my my healthy." <laughs> Trust me, have you have you ever jumped here? Have you ever jumped because you cared about your BMI? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Bro. I've only joked for two reasons because I got a competition coming out and I needed to be healthy back in the day. Oh, I'm trying to lose because my stomach was getting a bit mad. I didn't want no one to see my stomach. Mad. That is the reason why. Yeah. What about these guys go on holiday? Mm. They go around with no t shirt on. You, you want to tell me you're, you're, you're your taking off t shirt for yourself, for your it's health? health. <laughs> yeah, I say. It's for the health of those that are watching it. <laughs> 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 nah, but I think they walk hand in hand, bro. <laughs> they walk hand in hand. I don't remember the last one. Mental health. Yeah, exactly. Mental health, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've been down and I think, okay, a quick jog will do it. Motivate you. It motivates you. It's just, you know, it picks you up. 89.9% of the time. That's what they get out of them, bro. No, it's because I want to look good. Look, 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 who, though? The streets. The streets. It's for everybody. You're limited to just girls. It's everybody. You know how you go to the gym. You know how you go to the gym. Yeah, you get more attention from men than you do from women. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. really say it's for the women. No, it's though. not for just like, women. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just Kojo, for attention yeah. in general. Just, just for. Yeah, 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 Kojo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the ego. Ego, bro, bro. Like, listen, oh, but, but yeah, like, listen. Back to ZZ, man. Shout, shout out to ZZ. The fitness, the girls don't like her. Right in and. and and it's always because she's one person that I've seen, right? She just says it how it is. Mm. She just lays it out there. She mm. doesn't play both sides or whatever. You get what I'm saying? And to me, I, I, I rate her for that. That's one person that I actually, I admire her work ethic as well. She works really, really hard. She she got her shit from the mud. You get what I'm saying? 
Why is the guy looking at me like that, bro? What's good over this guy? Because we're living the adoration, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. You know what? You know what? You know what? Because, because Zizi, come to the podcast, yeah? <laughs> I didn't even come to the podcast, man. Yeah, my yeah, guy is praising, praising, bro. Bro, listen. Yeah, listen, fam. Listen, fam. This podcast thing is crazy. Bro, I've seen myself slide into Bam and DM, bro. Yeah, bro, it's bro, I have to slide into your DMs yeah, too, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's real, yeah, it's like, that shit is weird, bro. We need to, we need to show our copy, copy music again. Oh, 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 oh be, be, let's say copy. Big up to copy, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Copy. Listen. You know, no, no, this mm. guy bought. I'm your fan, yeah. <laughs> we're all, we're all your fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, this girl called DJ Copy. Oh yeah, I know DJ Copy. Yeah, DJ Copy and everything. You know, like she's doing well for herself and everything, bro. Like I know that people always get to her because her dad is rich in it. Mm. People always say no, nah, like, but I always tell people, bro, forget about your family's wealth because we've seen a lot of people that their family is rich. And they're still bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a real thing, fam. Because your because your dad is rich or your mom is rich and everything, don't mean you're gonna be successful. So whatever she's doing, yes, she might not be the best, cool, she might not be the best singer, she might not be a bonner boy or whatever. But I got a rate her for actually stepping out there and just doing her thing, innit? You get what I'm saying? Doing her thing. So he actually said that before. He was like, there's loads of people when he was coming up. That oh. were like Davido. Yeah, yeah. He said there was loads of people that when he was coming up, there was like a lot of rich kids around him that were also trying to make it a music thing. But just because they had the money necessarily didn't mean that they had the talent. One hundred percent. You know, he he managed to blow because he had the talent, even though he screamed sometimes. But you know, he had the talent. He knows how to put together <laughs> music. He knows how to put together music, and some of the people around him weren't able to do it because they didn't know how to put together music. Yeah, so the yeah. talent speaks for itself a lot. Talent speaks for itself, and the hard work mm. because that's what Fifty Cent said. He said, um, "When talent, I think he said something like, when talent does not get you there, hard work does.' Something 100. like that. 100. You get what I'm saying? Because he he's actually one person that I actually admire, bro. Because he wasn't the best rapper out there, but his work hustle is crazy, crazy, crazy. Even now, he even makes now, it so bro, relevant every day, Who? 50. 50. 50. Oh, no, 50 is a marketing genius. That, marketing came out the room hustling. He was so, bro. <laughs> you get what I'm yeah, saying? He's hustling, bro. Like he's into movies and all that kind of shit mm. right now, bro. Did you see the latest thing that happened between him and um, P. P. Diddy? Oh yeah, he was dating his ex, isn't it? Bro, oh, that's yeah, mad. Yeah, is that real? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, his ex. No, I know that's his ex, but I didn't really. Is PD going? Yeah. Why, why is PD walking on the street? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm PD is not going to be one babe to me walking on the street. PD is a sniper, talking bro. About the st- PD moves to his own son's girl. Oh, his own yeah, son's yeah, girl, bro. PD don't care. The game is the game. Too many man. different random. PD is a sniper, bro. Just girls. But I rate fifty for what he said. He said, "Yo, we fight about we fight about business, but we don't fight about women." Yeah, yeah hundred. You know what I'm saying? It still burns a little bit as a man, though. But for, for, for them, though, it's normal, isn't it? Yeah. Like, for them, celebrities, that's the, you, that's the normal. I can't say that, bro. You saw Drake and, and Chris Brown fight for bloody um, Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, you know what happened, bro? They were kids then, where you just started My man said they were kids. Yeah, but this maybe old that's because... They must have been with girls. How do, you feel with, with girl? how do you feel if you saw your boy with your ex on Instagram, holding hands and walking on the street? Well, that's... Because um, I'm normal. It doesn't happen to men. No, 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 no
no, 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 but a little bit inside, you won't be. You you're know, burning, bro. Shaking, you're burning, bro. A little bit, but no, it's not going to be that deep. Like. Yeah, it's not that deep. But I've already run that. I've already run bro, that. Ten, like. <laughs> if it was your boy, boy, you would feel some. But if it was some next random boy, then that's but these like, guys no. they know each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you know in, them, they've been together. They've been in business together for decades. Mm. Probably long, for like thirty years. You know what I mean? He knows 20. this guy. He knows this guy who I'm trying to talk about now. Yeah, my man. I didn't know that he used to. Mm. Date this girl, whatever the case is, right? So we started talking and that. He gave me the girl's number and that. He was like, yo, how about the girl? No, I saw the girl. I was like, yo, who's this girl? She's nice. I didn't know that they used to do stuff in it. Back in the day, this was like college days, innit? He was like, nah, 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 bro. It's some nice girl in it. Like, do your thing. I was like, yeah. So I went, how about the girl in it? One thing, one thing. One thing led, led to two. He got me in. I did I my thing. <laughs> I remember coming back home because back in the day, we used to be flatmates and that. I came back home. I told my boy, yo, G, I did my thing, you know. Bro, I didn't know my boy was burning on the inside cuz. Oh, me? No, it wasn't you, no. That's okay. <laughs> pain. Oh, pain. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if pain could... Well, I don't bro, call anybody name. Bro, <laughs> bro, if pain could find rat poison, he would pull rat poison about <laughs> drink, bro. Seriously. Fam, I was thinking, master my boy, we were good, right? But when you didn't know that was his... I didn't school. know. I didn't know. I and didn't he didn't know. tell you straight away. And he didn't tell me at all. Oh, man. He told you to go ahead. He told me to go ahead. the one that said, yeah, yeah, move to <laughs> Yeah, he told me to go ahead. So who be in the room playing video game and that? I didn't know my boy was burning. Like, he probably looked at me like that thinking. Oh, man. He got me. So it was later on the line. The girl told me, um, I just want to tell you something. I was like, what? She was like, do you know I used to date homeboy in it? I'm like, for real? She was like, yeah, bro, I didn't know my guy was was yeah. on the inside. Right? He was probably thinking, raw. Yeah, he got what I mean? Later on, he he's my boy now, ain't it? You got what I'm saying? We, we, we do laugh about all this. But later on, he went behind me and told the girl, oh, so you're dating my boy now, yeah? <laughs> yeah, of you course. Mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to try and spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, yeah, you, you know he's a waste man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was what I said, man. He yeah. blew up the whole thing, cuz. Yeah. Blew it all up and everything. But that's what usually, usually happens. Mm. A lot of guys will say, nah, 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 I'm, I'm cool. Mm. You're not cool, fam. Mm. You got what I mean? You're gonna burn. It's natural to burn yeah, on the inside. What are you saying back in the day when, when you know what I'm talking about, isn't it? He was like, it's cool, it's cool, go for it. Yeah. He deep down, he was burning. My, there, my yeah. guy was cool. <laughs> no, I'm talking about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's that? Who's that? Nah, 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 nah. Someone collected his baby. I think I was asking about one of his babies. Oh, you were asking about one of his babies. And my mom was like, nah, it's cool, man. Go for it, go for it. So deep down, he was burning. Nah, 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 nah. Go, 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 go. I think the point I was trying to make is, because of these celebrities, because most of the girls they date, as most of them dated some other So it's not, it shouldn't be. Bro, they do some some ancestral kind of shit in there, because... Everyone is dating everyone, bro. But the community is small. And yeah. it's, they go to the same 
same places, same girls, exactly. same guys, yeah. same event all the time. So because it's such a small is... pool, yeah. So that's even why it London. shouldn't be a problem for them. Like if you see yeah. your girl there in the next, yeah. Like even that's in London, you can you know you can find who your girls dated in one phone call because everyone's connected. Oh, what ends you from? Ah, oh, South. Yeah, yeah, I know one guy, you know, boom, 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 Peckham. Yeah, my guy, do you know this baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my boy's captain. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you need to be careful how you say no, it. Like, no, oh, no, guy, no, no, no. you know no, what I mean? Well. One yeah, of my yeah. boys learned a lesson because yeah. he small. made his phone call and instead of him saying, oh, I'm seeing this girl, he just said, oh, do you know this girl? And then the guy was just like, oh, yeah, boom, 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 my, 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 my. He's like, oh, the whole detail. Yeah. yeah. So he should have went into the phone, could be like, oh, I'm speaking to this girl. Yeah. I like her. Do you know her? Then the guy would have maybe been soft yeah, on him. Exactly. Like, oh, she's cool, you know. Damn, she's cool, she's bro. safe. <laughs> I mean, but this guy, the way he opened the conversation, the guy was like, yeah, everybody in the ends collected. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like, bad market. Still, though, yeah. shit, bad market right there. Cause, but if you know that your man was dating this girl, okay. You wasn't in the picture at the time. You didn't know what was going on, right? But then all of a sudden, boom, you met this girl. You like her and whatnot, right? And then you find out later and down the line, yeah, that your man was dating this girl. What are you going to do? I've been in those situations, though. I've been in those situations. It's it's mad, but then it hasn't. It's never been like a close person. That's the thing. It's always been like a someone you friend. know. Yeah. So it's like it's always like oh whatever. Come on, man. Do you know what I mean? But then. Even though as a dude, when you come across them in events and stuff, then you feel it. It's like, oh, right, that, that guy there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So that, that ego in us still plays up in that. But I've never had a situation where it's been like a close dude. Yeah, it's always yeah, been like yeah. from a distance. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. So like you know a friend what? of a friend. Yeah. Like, like, you know what? Apart from the situation with my boy back in the day, I've never really been in that situation, you know? Mm. Yeah, I've never really been, been in this in- London. Huh? Even in this London, this small no, London. Bro, I've, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've just I've never been. been. Yeah, have yeah, yeah. you? Yeah. I, I don't. I'm, so as long as you did, you didn't know at the time. Mm. If you didn't know, you're, you're, you're not you. coming to break up something that they've got. <laughs> Tomorrow, Kels, Kels, <laughs> how <laughs> how did you feel? How did you feel when when you found out that what? that Odi was? <laughs> <laughs> Was it someone that you know? Yeah, you guys need to talk plain. We might drop it there. It's all coded. It's coded. It's all Chinese. Subtitle. Wrong subtitle for this. Bro, you know what? Listen, I've got a history with this guy. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. I used to run one thing, one thing. I'm not gonna go too deep. Used to run one thing, one thing. Then one day, his cousin called called me. I read. And then his cousin said, yo, I remember that you used to run one thing, one thing. Just know that I, I used to run one thing, one thing, too. <laughs> one thing, one thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know what? It, it was a family member in that class. Oh. Uh, I was like, for real? He was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right, then. No, Bless. he had to. He had to. Because you were doing your thing then. He had to step up. <laughs> <laughs> take mine, I take yours. Yeah, take mine, I take yours. For real. But, madness, but, 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 madness. Yeah, yeah, but then to me though, I don't know well because I've not, I've never really been in that situation. I don't know how, how I feel like. I guess if I'm no longer with someone, right? I mean, they can do what they are to do. I'm probably gonna be mad at my boy for stepping too hard though, because you already know that's my ex. But I'm not, I'm not gonna be mad at her because she's single now. She, yeah, she, she can move to wherever she wanna move to, innit? So, so I guess that's probably where. 50s kind of looking at it from like that's my ex she can't do it. what the fuck but Diddy you should know better but knowing Diddy bruv but if why, Diddy, why does he if, live like that though? if Diddy could move to his own <laughs> son's 
X. No limits. That's no limit, bro. No, no limits. You know when no that song, that when that song thing came out, I thought that was like. Nah, I think they were both in at the same time, man. I'm not gonna lie. Bro, Diddy's wild like that. Diddy's done some wild stuff. There's rumors that you know some of his artists, when guys were coming to try and get record deals. He said, you know, you have to supply some some head before you get this contract. <laughs> yeah, I swear, it's rumors on the internet. Yeah. Google it right now. So I don't know if those nah, rumors, he's a wild boy, bro. If those rumors are true, then everything's possible. Yeah, you. so man, do, man can put it anywhere. Nah, mm. nah, dude, is a wild boy. Yeah, he's a wild. And I don't boy, see him bro. settling because Diddy is too successful. He's got too many options. It's too much. Remember, yeah. we were talking about options before. Too, too many much, options, not good much, for you. One of my cousins said something great before. She was like. Back in the day, she was like, look, like when you've dated too many people, it's very difficult for you to settle down because then you're forever comparing subconsciously yeah, or consciously. Yeah, yeah. You're always comparing, comparing 100%. Oh man, I wish, you know, you had this of that babe there. Oh, I wish you had this of yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, now yeah, you behave yeah. like, oh, that babe. In your mind, you might not be saying it, but you're but always your mind comparing. Is there, yeah. Because yeah. she got married with from her first, bo- second boyfriend or something. So she's always like, no, nah, she wanted to always stay away from having too many uh, um, ideas of guys and stuff mm, like right. that. Don't mess her up. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. Because if you look it's at true. most 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 people in our generation, like, we're, we're all single for a reason. You see what I mean? It's true. It's true. You know, yeah, yeah. It's true. Too many options messes you up, man. Like the fitness, I always tell people: the older you get, it's hard. It's harder to sell down. Yeah. Not because you don't want to, but because you've had. A lot of experiences that, just like you said, you're always comparing there, you know, and and that's where that's where like it, it actually gets really tough. Like I always say, it's easier to get into a relationship and build a relationship from a young age. You're with this person, you guys have made your mistakes or whatever. Go by your mistakes, you guys know each other and just build from there. But as you're clocking into your thirties. Fam, it gets really it's hard, long. bro. It's long. But it's at the long. same time, too, when you're young, that's when you want to have a bit of fun. But then, but then, you... just, just like you said, sorry, mm. cut you off, but just like you said, right, imagine this. If you if you have not had cake before and someone is trying to explain cake to you, mm. how cake tastes, you're probably not going to really understand because you've never had it before. But then look at it from this this point, too. You're, you're trying to settle down when you're in your, your late 20s and then, or early 20s. And then your friends are telling you about, oh shit, I went clubbing, I met this girl, fam, it was wild, we did that, we did this, we played spin the bottle, we had sex with you're gonna start thinking, oh shit, I'm missing out, you know, I should be that I should be out there doing all of this. And I'm sitting here with one woman. Do you get what I mean? Some yes, people uh, are gonna look at it from that that he, point of view too and then think Yes, a yeah, whole phase out. is always vital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is it, it's essential, do you think? It is very essential, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need to go through that whole phase, bro. Yeah, for everyone, remember, for men, everyone. male and females. Yeah. Men, yeah. So you're, you're, no. you're happy to know that your <laughs> wife has been scattered across the Male and females. Because I've seen it happen to a guy. My boy, <laughs> my boy, yeah, him and, him and his other brother are so opposite. Him, he was a marker from, from like a young age. He was out there, out there, you know what I mean? Sniping and whatnot. His older, his older brother was the good guy. You got know I me. Mean? He was always going to church or whatever. My man going to his thirties and that. His older brother going to his thirties. I don't know what happened to him, but he decided to go through his um his whole face. Mm-hmm. And my man, at the age of thirty, my man was going after eighteen year olds, nineteen oh, year olds. Doing bro, he was all over the place. While my boy, because he's already gone through that, was now ready to settle down. You got him so whole phase is always yeah, vital. Very, very, very Just right. like you said, both male and female. <laughs> you know, you know, but yeah. but hey. But as you said, if you haven't experienced it, you sometimes you don't 
you don't know the effects. Yeah, of it, so. exactly the point. Yeah. Exactly the point. But before we round up, just shout out your podcast again. Let yeah. people know where to go check you and everything. Definitely appreciate it, man. Um, everyone check out Let's Do Humans. That's one word, Let's Do Humans. L-E-T-S-D-O-H-U-M-A-N-S. That's on YouTube, all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all the socials, Let's Do Humans, one word, man. Appreciate it, love. Appreciate it, bro. See how F-R-E-S-H. O-F. Why you stop? Because it's too F R E S H O F F D A. That's one pause, man. I'm allowed one pause. I'm allowed one pause. My guy doesn't have a brain freeze. My guy, he said D. Where is he? Where is he then? Fresh of D. Fresh of D mode. Fresh of the mode. You know what? These guys, bro. And just as we're rounding up and everything, shout out to all the viewers, man. Much love to you guys. You know, thank you for rocking with us. Go on YouTube, FOTB Network. Please yep. subscribe, like, share it. Tell Fresh a friend to tell a friend. Pod on IG. You know what I mean? Tell a friend, tell a friend. Go on IG. Just like Fresh Code just said. Pod. Like, share, comment. You know, if you've got topics that you want us to talk about, slide in our DMs, let us know. If you've got tips on how to, you know, improve on our podcast, whatever, just let how us know. How to improve it. my hairstyle, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only you want. <laughs> <laughs> you need to improve your hairstyle, bro. But yeah, also, you know what I mean? You're looking joking. <laughs> no, I'm also okay, just going to say big shout out to you guys for having me on, man. Really Ladies and bro, no, bro, no, it's been no, a pleasure, man. It's good having you, man. Thank you for coming through and everything, bro. We really appreciate you coming through to to um just just come coming and kicking with us and everything, bro. And trust me, this is not going to be the last time. I'm here, man. I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, you, you, you kind of feel like we had like a senior man in the game. <laughs> That's what it is, bro. That's, That's what it is. You need to get one of us on your podcast Yeah, no, time, definitely, man. You know, come through. Bro, bro fine, fine. Like, we need to come to your podcast yeah. as well. You go, know I mean? And just kick it I'm with you. Just a little break at the moment. So, yeah, but, yeah. You know, nah, nah, back on. Nah, bro, so good. Yeah. You just came back from Ghana, bro. You go, know I mean? Yeah. So, so just relax yourself and what, nah. You know? But thank you for coming by, my G. And on that note, see you next week. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> Easy. That was dope, guys, man. Love, love, love. You don't...